support Our Sinclair and listen ad-free, go to patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Our Sinclair is also brought to you by the Div MMC Future from thefuturewas8bit.com. Quit waiting on tapes and fooling around with WAV files and load your games instantly with the Div MMC Future, a jumperless, switchless SD storage solution for all ZX Spectrums, from the 16K all the way to the plus three. Get yours today at thefuturewas8bit.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Iris Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Wheelie. Aaron, let's talk about your history with a bicycle. All right. Did you ever have a bike? And did you ever? Did you I had ever? A bike. Did you ever love a bike? I did. Tell me about. Your, I love. Tell my me bike. about your bike. It was black. Mm-hmm. It had a banana seat. Mm-hmm. Because you got to have those. Oh yeah. I found the normal bike seat very uncomfortable to the crotch region. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it had um, cool guy handlebar gimmicks, ribbons, if you will, that came out. And I used to dirt bike my way all over the backside of uh, Hurricane and Taze Valley in this thing. It was awesome. Creeks, jumped them. Like uh, trees, went over ramps, went right up top of them. Everything was great. Did you ever go right out that hill back behind your parents' house, take it up there? I did every, I was everywhere. Yeah. In fact, all the new development behind my house was all nothing. Right. I was out there, man. Yeah. I drive where the waypoint is now, I drive right through that. I drove everywhere. It was great. Mm. I don't know if kids do that anymore. I don't, I don't think as much. There anymore. were herds of kids on bikes. We would mm. all be like a gang. We'd just shove off. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. Did you have any sweet pegs? I didn't do the pegs. Mm. That was no, I didn't know. Listen, no, I wasn't going to jack up my bike with that crap. I wanted a straight bike. T- tell me about your experience with it with another kid on your bike. Did never, you ever do that? no one never. rode my bike ever. You never, never did doubles. Have no, somebody sir. mount behind you. I wasn't really built for doubles. Mm. I'm more of a solo act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How about you? Did you ever have a bike? Oh, you've got one now, don't you? I've got a bike now, but not like the one I used to have. What you used to have? This thing, Kmart special. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about the bike that I wanted. The bike that I wanted had gears. <laughs> no. It had it had a, it had the really what I wanted was the the the, the grabby brake, yeah. not the pedal brake. That was lame. I had the pedal. I had the pedal brake too. Um, this thing, you know, I my parents. I don't know if you've ever been to my parents' house before. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, the, you know where Hurricane Elementary is, yeah. right? Okay. They live in the development that's right in front of the trailer park. Uh-huh. Okay. So you got to ride up this hill to get to their house. And man, riding that bike up that hill was the hardest thing in the world. But I do it every day anyway, because what else am I going to do? I'm was a kid. it a dirt hill? or a- It wasn't a dirt hill. It was a paved hill. Yeah. But on the other side, like they lived at the top. And then on the other side, going back down, it was gravel. Yeah. And the worst thing was, you know, you, you, you watched these guys on these... When I was growing up, the mongoose was a big thing. The BMX uh-huh. kind of thing was going on. It, it was before the X Games. It was like 20 years before the X Games. But you, every once in a while, you'd hear about kids doing cool stuff on BMX bikes. Right. And so I'd want to go, I'd want to, I'd say in my mind, what I'd do is I'd, I'd take a piece of board out of the garage, because you always got some boards in the garage, right? Yeah, you got to have And you those. put it down at the bottom of the hill, and you kind of put it in an incline. Yeah. And in your mind, you go down the hill and you shoot up. The ramp, just like a two by four, into the air, yeah, just a two by four. So you were really uh, had precision aim. Oh your bike. man! So what actually happens is you shoot down the gravel hill, right? 
your your tire hits the front of the two before it can't clear it. It's too high. Yeah. You skid into the gravel and you scrape up the side of your face. You have a lot of bike wrecks when you were a kid. It's just like constantly, constantly you, you scabbing know, up the face. We had a we had a you know down at my, I live where my parents live, so it's off. That's where I used to run. <laughs> And they had a, there's a big long stretch of hill, and at the bottom we built like a dirt mound because mm-hmm. you got to right. And we would run down this thing and hit the dirt mound. And I was not super keen on this, but everyone else was doing it. And so I got a big long run. And inevitably, what would happen is you'd hit the hill. I could go over the hill, and then when you landed, since your body was going forward, you, your whole your area would basically move off the seat, and, mm-hmm. and then you would crotch yourself on the pole. Oh yeah. The yeah. pole of death. I always wondered why, you know, because that, that when I was a kid, you always knew what was a boy's bike and what was a girl's bike. Because the boy's bike had it straight across, yeah. and the girl's bike had it going down. Yeah. And I always wondered, why is it like that? Why don't they make the boy's bike so you don't rack yourself so easily like the girl's bike? Well, if it went down, you would still rack yourself. It would just be at a weird angle. So maybe this probably did pretty experiments. A wise like, well, man, this, this rips him up even worse. Maybe so. Now maybe also the so. chick, the chick bike had the basket on it. Hey, that's the way he's having. Sometimes it's nice to have a basket on your bike. You know what's really, you know, when you've got the old pedals that you uh, slam on the stop. Mm-hmm. You know, the pedals have this like uh, uh, ridging on them. Mm-hmm. How many times did that stuff eat into the your oh, calf? Oh my stuff? gosh, constantly. Or what would happen is you, yeah, you go on the, you, you hit the brake, your foot would somehow catch in your just your whole shin right down the side of the pedal. Have you ever done that gimmick where your shoelaces get caught in the pedal? Oh man. I never That's had tied time. shoes until I was about twenty-five. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Now, now you were a big, you were a one hundred percent sort of leather coat wearing biker type for a while. Just a total tough dude. Uh, and what kind of motorbike did you have? You know, I've driven a. Uh, I've actually, I've been on tons of motorcycles because when you live in Thailand, you take motorcycle taxes everywhere. This is where you take your life in your hands. Yeah. And you get on the back of this bike, and this guy weaves you through traffic so where your elbows are bumping the buses as you're passing. I've seen a video of the, of the, the Thai traffic, and mm-hmm. it does look, uh, it looks nightmare. Yeah. yeah. The only time I've actually ever able, um, when I piloted a motorcycle, was right you, before our wedding. When you piloted one? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Uh-huh. So I, I took the motorcycle because everybody in Thailand's got motorcycles. Yeah. Just laying them. I took just this motorcycle everywhere, just laying yeah. around. I took this motorcycle out to the road in front of Eep's yard. Yeah. Okay. At this Eep's parents' house, and I, I fire it up, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to it. And then I started to move, and I hit the gas, and I jolted forward with a speed that I did not expect. Like the Tron bikes, yeah. just like from zero to hundred. It was insane. And all of a sudden, I went ah. And then Eep's aunt comes running out of the house, ah, because she's afraid I'm going to kill myself before our wedding, which probably would have happened if she hadn't put a stop to it. Yeah. That was the only that time was I... That it? Yeah. So how far did you end up traveling? Oh, I, I went probably almost 10 yards. I see. Yeah. And I will say, you are 10 yards further than I've, I've never driven... I've ridden on the back of a motorbike, but I've never actually driven one. Mm. Tell me about your time on the back of a bike. It didn't go too good. Did my you uncle, go out to Old Man Johnson's farm? No, my Uncle Mike, who was the youngest of my mom's brothers and sisters... Had a motorbike when he lived out in Cabin Creek. Oh, Let's get real creepy. Yeah. Here. My my mom's other family lives in Cabin Creek, West Virginia. You can look it up. Uh, and uh, Cabin Creek's way out in the sticks, mm-hmm. way, even by West Virginia standards. Yeah. And so this is back when the coal mines were still cranking. And so all over the place would be these huge mounds of coal. They just, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and so my uncle Mike took me out to one of these huge mounds of coal and he was like, hang on. And here's young Aaron, like, oh, what? And he just proceeds to just drive up one. And these suckers were steep, and they were tall, you know. Mm-hmm. And so 
that was it for my bike riding. I was mm. like, screw this. And also, coal was not tightly packed, as you know. Oh, no. It was big fist-sized chunks of coal flying everywhere. Yeah. So if you're a, 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 a creek person out in the, on the sticks, you're used to that kind of crap. And if you go anywhere around West Virginia, there's everyone's on motorbikes and four wheelers and three wheelers. I wish that I could. Um, I wish that I actually I do have a dash cam. Sometime I'm going to have to just upload some footage whenever I go. Whenever I cross Route 60 on It'll a Sycamore like the Road, footage. It's yeah. You see, guys, I saw a guy on a lawn tractor on last week just coming down the road. You know. Salute I saw. I read things by. on the news that where someone had stolen one of those uh, battery-operated Walmart carts <laughs> and drove it, and they drove it to like the local bar. Yeah. Awesome. That That's living right there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Boy. So we wrote a lot of experience popping wheelies, do we? Did you ever pop one on your actual bike? I mean, on purpose? In my mind, my wheelies were great. It'd be like uh, that far off the ground. Yeah, You're but I, it up I, like I, would, I would tell my parents, I got such air, you would yeah. not believe it. I'm glad the BMX it wasn't going on when I was a kid because I'd be dead a million times. We yeah. just drove them around. We didn't think much about the BMX stuff. Yeah, the, the wheelie thing was a, was that was beyond me. <laughs> no, I always right. told myself if I had a better bike, but really... No. I if you had a it. better body with yeah. a better uh, skill set, you might have a chance. Yeah. Should have put some more points into bike dexterity. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Give me a break. Let's talk about wheelie, Aaron. Well, this is quite a game, Boat. <laughs> I have to say. Now, when I heard we were doing wheelie this week, I was like, oh, man. You know this is going to be motorbike action. Mm -hmm. Action Jackson. Well, there is a motorbike involved in this. So this game uh, released in 83 and published, I had to do a little research this, it was published by an outfit called Microspear, okay? Uh, Microspear has an interesting history. I, I thought this was great. Are you sure it's Spear or is it Sphere? Sphere, that's what I said. Sphere. That's a weird way of saying that. How do you say that. it? Sphere. That's what I said. Okay. Continue. Are you, what are you, are you ragging on my speaking? I would never do that. Don't be hassling me on my talking, brother. Okay. We're from West Virginia. That's true. Anyways, Microsphere uh, was a little British outfit. Now, I don't, maybe you've heard of this place. Musewell Hill, North London, or Muswell. Ring mm. a bell? Uh, and they were founded in 82 by a, a husband and wife duo. And we've actually covered some of their games. So I bridged them, Dave and Helen Rady. Uh, and they, uh, amongst the things they did, were school days and back to school. So the, these, these, this is an accomplished duo here. That's right. And so they were making stuff for the Specky, and uh, when they, of course, they released School Days, which sold a ton. Now this actually predate. This was the game. Of, from what I've been able to find out, this is the game they made directly before they made School Days. So mm. like that, School Days was there. Big super duper. They're magnum hit. opus. And one thing I liked about this outfit is that they never used computers to do any of their programming. Right. It was all graph paper. It and was. Paper. You remember that? Mm -hmm. They graph paper and you wrote everything down yep. in like machine language, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of wacky. Um, something else that was wacky. The last thing they released was a game called Contact Sam Cruise. Mm. I don't know what that was. It wasn't. It didn't sell well. And David Reddy has went on record that he blames piracy for it. Well. And so, when the 16-bit consoles came out, he was like, "Screw this!" He quit doing. I was going to say, "Don't don't they didn't they do like accounting software or no, something like that?" They after? quit. They quit they, console everything. game, and he became an electrical engineer. Oh, Bam. okay, That's, okay. <laughs> and that was the end. Of, that was the end of Microsphere. So, but hey, in their illustrious career, they did. Uh, ZX Sideprint, Omni Calc. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what, that's early stuff. A game called Hotfoot. 
the train game, which I read a lot about the train game, so I'm guessing it was somebody liked it. I don't know exactly what all it's about. Evolution, Wheelie, School Days, Sky Ranger, Back to School, and Contact Sam Cruise. That's their entire allotment of games. So it's still kind of neat. Not a bad run for a husband and wife. Not team, bad, man. yeah. Not bad at all. I think they brought in one extra guy. I think that was. All, I think I read that's all that they that they used. Um, this runs in a 48K. It's got you got your usual joystick support, whole nine yards. Originally released at a a, a, a pretty decent price of well, I guess five pound ninety five p. Yeah, just just under your typical MSRP. And for the a uh, game. the budget the budget price on this one one pound ninety nine p. So cheap cheaperoo. And so let's talk about this game now. I don't know if you looked into the backstory of this game. Did you happen to look into it? No, no. May no. I? Please Will you indulge me? me? I would love to hear it. Because this bears some... So this is sort of like what's on the back of the box, okay? You have just taken delivery of the ultimate two-wheeled machine, the four-cylinder fuel-injected turbocharged Zadaxki 500, cramming your head into a crash... <laughs> that sounds horrible. That does. Cramming your head into a crash helmet, you clamber on and set off for a trial run. Your ride is fast, exhilarating, and effortless as you lose all track of time. Effortless, not a word I'd use to describe yeah. the controls. I'm not there yet. Soon okay. your home is left far behind. You find yourself in a quiet, tree-lined country lane. Up ahead, you notice a sign pointing to the left. It says, Private Road. No speed limit to brave riders. Oh, my gosh. Now, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so, But not for this guy. At last, your chance to see how fast this bike will really go. You... You t uh, turn in through the old iron gates and open up the throttle. Now, none of this stuff's in the game, clearly. Mm -hmm. So th this is where the game takes... This is, yeah. This is where the flavor text comes in and kicks in. Yeah. The bike surges forward. The engine roars, drowning out the sounds of the gates, slamming shut. You race into a strange world... <laughs> No kidding. A world full of danger. A world where giant hedgehogs lie in wait to pounce on harmless motorcycles. That is a strange world. A world where you will need all your skill and courage to survive. The world of the Ghost Rider. Ooh. Ooh. And then the usual uh, baloney. So there you go. There, there's your. That's your flavor text on this one. Now, when I heard we were covering Wheelie, the last thing I expected to read in my flavor text was that I would be avoiding giant hedgehogs. That True. never occurred to me. Yes. So, what is this game? And I'm not, I don't have an answer to that. I mean, what is this? Okay. What the hell is this? I'll Mo? tell you what it is. This is a game where you are negotiating a multi-leveled cavern. <laughs> Okay, uh -huh. the view is side-on, yeah. 2D. Okay, inside this cavern, there are various things that are going to be in your way. Uh, I, I don't know about hedgehogs, but there are definitely globulous forms of various sizes. Okay, red giant globulous hedgehogs. Yeah, uh, and along the way, you have to collect. Uh, extra gas so you don't run out of fuel and you also need to make sure that you don't uh, you know you're not stopped by all these hazards okay once you reach the end of the caverns which you can only do by it's it's kind of a maze this reminded me a little bit of the maze worlds in the in the end worlds of Super Mario Brothers you know how you have to go to the castle the Bowser's castle and some of the later levels you have to choose whether to stay on the top go in the middle or go on the bottom this is kind of like that, where you've got to find the right route to take. At the end of this, you're going to find uh, a competitor in which you've got to race to get back to the beginning. Okay? Yeah. And that's it. That's the game. 
It seems so simple. Yeah. Oh, I like this. In, in this wheelie uh, view, we've mentioned Mario and a hedgehog. Mm -hmm. So we've covered all the bases. We've covered all the bases. And I'll have to say, I don't agree with you. This has zero to do with Mario. Okay. Um, this is the goofiest game I, I think we've ever covered. I don't know. This is goofy. It is pretty goofy. So explain the fact that you're underneath the ground you're jumping buses and cars can you explain why those are there the buses and cars are there because you're in a motorcycle what else are you going to do you know this was this was not during the era of evil Knievel I think this is sort of post evil Knievel but he was still fresh in the minds of many a lad and probably definitely in America definitely you know probably in England so you're if you're going to be riding a motorcycle you better be jumping some buses you better be jumping some cars i understand what you're saying but even in his most fevered dream Evil Knievel wouldn't attempt these stunts. <laughs> this guy is going a zillion miles an hour and has to come to a complete stop and spin his bike on the dime mm -hmm. the uh, this is a very difficult game to talk about it is a weird game it's very claustrophobic it's um it's there's a lot of it's not colorful it's not really that attractive the sound's not that great the controls are i guess they're okay you go the controls them? are a you really have to spend some time with them because you you're you know the speed is important but also the direction that you're going is important too the the way that you press up and the the amount that you press up and yeah. down affect things like even your speed going up the ramps. Mm -hmm. now, I don't mean the jumpy ramps. Right. I mean just getting up them. It's kind of because if if, if you don't have enough speed, then you won't physically be able to get up these ramps. Exactly, and you can get too much speed when you jump stuff and get mauled. There are icy patches, and it just says icy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so when you go there, you have to slow down, right? You get, or you'll turn the bike over. Very weird uh, game. Um, did you ever get to the end of the first level to race the bad guy? Heck no. I did, after using many, many save states oh, to get there. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, and trust me, this was no easy task. And this thing, this first level goes on for days. Mm -hmm. It's long, you know. And this is just... Listen, I didn't like this. All right, I'm just going to come out and say it. I've, this game is it, sort of, I don't know, it's, this is a very polarizing game. Mm -hmm. You know, normally I give these games the benefit of the doubt for age, whatever. That, the, in this case, I can overlook everything because the graphics are serviceable, you know, whatever. Just the game is weird. Plus, you, you're, you're on the, you're, here you are in this land where there's no speed limits. You can't ever go super fast. Right. It's, it's, it, well, it's, it's very much like Sonic the Hedgehog where you can go super fast, but then you're going to run into some spikes and you're going to die. Again. That is being very generous in this game. Again, <laughs> this game is just like Sonic the Hedgehog. References these these uh, renowned games are, are lost on me. The uh, the truth of the matter is, I got real. I, I played it. I, I I looked at my notes. Then I played it. I read the docs. I played it some more. I'm like, no, I'm not missing anything. This is the game. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe you were going to get somewhere, and then you could turn it on. You know, me and Brent covered a game on ARG Presents where you jump a bike over, like, a bunch of buses. Mm -hmm. It was a fun game. Stunt cycle, That's right? That's right. And I thought, well, maybe this would be something like that. I mean, the jumps in this are not cool. Or, I mean, they're not, I mean, it's, I guess they're sort of cool, but, I mean, there's not, they're no great thing. Right. When you get off the first level, and I only saw the first two levels, I'm sorry to say. On the second level, there's underground, like, wallabies or kangaroos or something jumping around. Yeah, they're wallabies. Right? Well, guess what? That's just as dumb as the hedgehogs. That's the best they could come up with for these weird what animals. What would you like? 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What okay. Fit. Now you mentioned it. Bats? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's real original. <laughs> I will say this game, if anything, it is original. That's right. I, I doubt there's The last thing I'd want is bats. Give me the wallabies. Bring Some, them on. Something else you've got to watch out for is your gas. Mm-hmm. All right. You can run out of gas unless you find the gas stations. All right. Did you find well, they're, they're, I don't know if they're really stations. Okay, they're, 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 it's a, they're, the word gas. Right. All right. I'm using my mind here. Did you ever kept, Did you ever find gas or run out yeah. of gas? I mean, I ran out of gas constantly, but I also yeah. found gas. What What did you think of the game? I want to hear your appraisal of this particular <sighs> title. I didn't hate this game. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. City um, Connection. That's why you didn't hate it. Right. There is, there is some... some uh, there are some connections with City Connection. Yeah, it's goofy, and you're in some kind of vehicle. Right. Those are the connections. Uh, the way that you have to make these these turn on a dime, you know, spin turns and moving in opposite directions is very reminiscent of City Connection. Um, I didn't like the claustrophobic atmosphere of this game. I don't understand why they had to make this game in a cavern. Um, I would have had a lot of fun with this game if they would have just made it set outside. Like, I, I don't like being cooped up in a cave. It reminded me of Blood Money, where it's just like uh-huh. everything was in my... I mean, this game is obviously much better than Blood Money. But this everything was just so close to me that I was just... I, I didn't have an enjoyable experience. Um, I thought that the controls... there were, It was a unique control system. And I don't want to be too hard on it because I think it is something that you need to spend time with the master. I thought it was neat how... You know, when you approach a ramp, there's a little arrow that points up that says, okay, now is the time that you need to go down. Tons of games could use that. It Tons reminds of games me of Dragon's Lair. About. It's like, you know, when you play the home version, mm-hmm. they have the little thing that tells you which way to go. That's what you need. Right. You're right. That does help. Yeah. At, at, the, at first, when you come to the dead ends, I thought they were tunnels. Yeah. So I was just careening into a full speed. It's like, no. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and never my wildest dreams. I think you could just turn the bike on a dime. Here's what I wonder. Why did they make this game the way they did? Why didn't they just <laughs> why didn't they just make this a race from the get-go? Why did they make you have to locate the guy and then race back? Easy. Because the game you're describing would take about one minute, and whereas this game would take at well, double here's time. Here's the thing. Th- these levels are super long on That's their true. own. Right. So but, I mean Yeah, it, but now your your game is twice as long this way. Yeah, but I mean if your game is twice as long, do you sell twice as many copies? Yeah. I is that how it works? Yeah. I'll have to consult you whenever I enter in a new... I mean, uh, do you think this would... Let me ask you. Do you think cutting out the beginning of this game and just having the race would have made this a more popular or better selling game? I, I think it would have made it a better game. I don't. Th- I didn't say that. I didn't say that. It would have been a better selling game. Well, yeah, it probably would have because it would have reviewed better in magazines because that's what drove sales. I will say the part... The most what I had was this was racing the other guy. Because yeah, and also that's what I'm of, talking about. You can sort of follow his path, where you can keep up with him, and you can mm-hmm. you take different paths and try to get in front of yeah. him. Yeah, that was that was much cooler. So it's like, okay, not only do you have to find this guy to race him, but then you're racing in a in a direction that is not conducive. Like everybody wants to race left to right. Nobody wants to race right to left. That's no good. So I stand by my opinion on that. What I want to see is the uh, ZX Spectrum Wheelie serial hookup. Where one guy plays the ghost rider and the other guy plays the other guy, and you have an actual like physical one-on-one race. Sure, that would be there great. There you go. Book it. Mm-hmm. Call the guys over there at, at Spears Software and get them in there. Yeah, and I will say, even for a Spectrum game, this game is not pretty. I think it, uh, it's funny. Um, a lot of people knock the graphics, but I mean, they're serviceable. It, it looks like you could put this in the dot matrix display on a pinball machine, and it would work fine. It's right. Everything's like this. Dots. This almost, I mean, 
I don't know a lot about the ZX81, but this seems like something that the ZX81 can pull off graphically. Maybe not speed-wise, but it's just, it's very, very plain. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, uh, when it comes to games like this, I just want to have fun. The graphics are, like I said, they're serviceable. It's just that I'm like, it's a weird game. I mean, I can, I'm not going to bury it because it's so unusual and goofy that I think there's fun to be had if you get really good at it. But I wasn't very good at it, and so I found it quite frustrating, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, it, it is a frustrating game. Yeah, and, and I will say that I would have redesigned the entire level system to be a smoother, more fun ride. Any game where you're driving a motorcycle and you have to turn on the fly every every couple feet, that, what's the point? Yeah. You could be on a pogo stick. That's you true. You know what I'm saying? A motorcycle, it sounds to me like... There like, is a game that we should play sometime. I know we don't do an Atari 8-bit show, but there's a game called Fraction Fever where you actually do play on a pogo stick. Frac is it a kid's game? It's, a, game? it's an edutainment game, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, I ain't gonna play no education games. Are you kidding me? I've been educated enough, yo. <laughs> you know... While we were super, so you, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down on this one, Boat, before I move on? I give this one a... Um, don't, don't do it. Don't give me no thumbs in the middle. I want, a, I want a decisive answer. Okay, I give this a thumbs up with a butt. Oh, God. Okay, what's the butt? The butt is, maybe don't play this game. <laughs> there you go. Well, the uh, magazines of the day disagree with you, Boat, your assessment and my assessment. Crash gave this 93 out of 100. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Pixel, four stars. Four. Eurogamer.net, all right, a little more modern, seven out of ten. Sinclair user, seven out of ten. And this also made the Your Sinclair Top 100 at number 88. Yeah, I think that these are all high scores. Now, get this. There was a remake of this. Remade as license were on the Amiga. How about that? <laughs> That's kind of cool. I would play the Amiga version of this. We game. should mention that this game you you can skip levels with a with the with the, the code, code system. Yep, code good. Did mm -hmm. you try that out? I did not. I only tried the first two levels. Well, I I, I, I think there are four levels. Yeah, I think all the levels are quite similar. The only difference is the the type of enemies that assail you. And I will say, uh, as for most tapes, seven to ten bucks to take this thing home all day long. What do you got for user? Uh, or I always say user. What do you got for a listener review? Yeah, so as always, if you are a member of our Discord community, you can post reviews for any of the games that we play on the network. Uh, Graham W. Vebke says, I really did not like this oh. game. Zinger. It controls poorly, has lots of flicker, and an eye-splitting red border flash and poor sound. It does have all these things, yes. The overall concept, being trapped and needing to ride through a maze on a bike from a weird perspective, is totally bizarre. <laughs> yeah. If you unfortunately have this game on tape, record the horrid song Rock Me Amadeus by Falco over it for a better use okay. of that tape. Okay, hold on a second. Now, Graham just stepped over the line. <laughs> Don't be ragging on Falco, Graham. And don't be ragging on Rock Me. I mean, that's, that's a great tune. I do like that I song. like the remix, but that's just me. Chris Fold says, I never got on with this as a kid, but after seeing corking reviews for it since I thought maybe with the wisdom of time I would be enlightened. Nah, it's still a weird exploration game on a motorbike where you have these strange races back to the start. Maybe if I wasn't constantly in fear of a migraine or epileptic seizure from the flickering mess of graphics, I could get into it. As it stands, three out of ten. 
And Pixels at Dawn says, a game I thought I remembered enjoying, but going back to it reminds me that I never figured out the controls back in the day and I still can't now. Evil Knievel, this ain't. If I could stick the jumps, maybe it would be more fun. It has an interesting atmosphere with the underground exploration, but if you want a trial style game, you should be looking at ATV or Kickstart 2, three out of 10. You know, Curtis makes an interesting point in the chat. How in God's name did they get those buses down there? <laughs> it's like a ship in a bottle, man. How did they do it's it? It's the same. It's the same deal. <laughs> or the egg in the bottle. You ever see that gimmick? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's gonna work on a bus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how physics work. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> physics and singing beyond you. <laughs> All right, Aaron. As we close this thing out, I do want to remind everyone that if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. Uh, if you are involved in a Spectrum community, uh, tell. Spread the word about the show. Uh, we we want to get more people in on the Our Sinclair action. Yeah, man. Uh, if you do like the show, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Um, and if you enjoy watching us on Twitch, consider supporting us on Twitch through a subscription. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can actually subscribe to the show for free, and you will still be able to support the show. Um, if you have any questions for us, you can email us at feedback at oursinclair.com. And uh, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. They are Andrew Waite, Jeff Owen, David Spencer, Cap and Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbo Knot, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Boss Man, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassall. All the greats. All the greats. Aaron, next week, we're going out to the pitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah? Get on, get on your kit. Get ready to score nil. Because we're playing match day two. Ooh, is that? Tell me, this is soccer. It's soccer. Okay, I was trying to set that. Tell me, up it's for not you. some kind of thing where you coach the team. It is not. All right, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks as always for watching. Uh, we record this show live every Friday night. If you want to join us, just like the fine folks in the chat, ten minute Amiga retrocast, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Silver Streak seventy two, Delamonte seventy eight. Uh, Tinfoil L. Curtis B. Thank you guys. Pixels at Dawn. I don't know if I said that or not. Thank you guys so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.